Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. And it's Monday. Here it is, Monday. Not only the beginning of a new week. Mm-hmm. It is also the beginning of a new well month. Yes, for us. Uh huh. Because now we're in May. Can you believe yeah. it? May two, the year of our Lord, twenty twenty two. That's insane. It is insane. It is moving quickly. It is also the beginning of a new epistle. Yeah, a new we're letter. Excited a new about book of this. the Bible. Yeah. Who who could imagine after last season of text talk, all we could do to get through a third of the Psalms? Yeah. But we are booking through these New Testament writings. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we we could only get through a third of the Psalms, but now we're on our third New Testament book for yeah. this season. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Which is Hebrews. 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 Yes, he does. <laughs> We're going to read. Actually, what Actually, I want to do... you know what? Let's put that out. You know, if, if you're going to send us an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let us know some jokes where the punchline is Hebrews. That'd be great. And we'll share them. Absolutely. We'll share them in an upcoming episode. There you go. If nothing else, we'll have some outtakes where we're just cracking ourselves <laughs> That's up. That's the truth. That's the truth. But uh, yeah, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Tell us about Hebrews. Tell us about Hebrews and his favorite coffee. All right, I'm going to read... Hebrews chapter 1. Okay. And I'm going to read from the English the whole version. thing. I, I am. I'm going to read the whole chapter today. It's not, it's not very long. That it is great. No. Okay. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you? Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, When he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions and... You, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like a robe, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will be changed, but you are the same, and your years will have no end. And to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? All right. Hebrews chapter 1, English Standard Version. Hebrews chapter 1, the English Standard Version. There's a lot of emphasis placed here about God and the Son of God Mm -hmm. and the name. Yes. But actually, in this first chapter, we didn't read... The name. The name. No. no, Isn't that a curious thing? That is curious. I saw that. I noticed that. He knows that as well. But I will tell you, I know his name. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
His name is Jesus. Yeah. That's Jesus who we're talking Christ, about here. Jesus we're going to find Jesus right here in this chapter. He's all over this book. And that's mm-hmm. that's what this is really about, as this author is writing to Hebrew Christians mm-hmm. and perhaps even hoping to pull in just Hebrews yes. to become Christians Yes, as he is trying to highlight. We've got a better covenant. We've got better promises. We've got a better mediator mm-hmm. of a covenant. And there are all kinds of connections to the law, the prophets, the writings, yeah. to demonstrate, look, this is what we have been looking for. Now that he's here, we need to realize that he is here. Hebrews really is a masterpiece that way. Uh, sometimes when we're reading in the book of Acts about the travels of the apostles and their teaching, it talks about how they would argue from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ or show from the scriptures or the people that they were teaching would search the scriptures to see if the things that they said were so. And how would that work? What would that look like? Um, and, And I think we find some insight in that with the book of Hebrews. It seems to be that very type of approach and treatise to make an argument for and persuasive teaching that that there is the Son of God, the fulfillment of this Messiah that we've been looking for. But we're going to find that this was God's plan and written of in every aspect of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. That as we go along in Hebrews, we're going to find talking uh, from or teaching from um, Genesis and figures in Genesis and all the different heroes of faith throughout the scope of the scriptures and Moses and the law and the Exodus. I mean, all of the high points of God's stories, but then even in this first chapter here, a heavy dependence upon the Psalms. Mm, I mean, it's every aspect of uh, the, the Hebrew canon. Um, And I, I know what the early Christians, their prophetic, preferred collection of the scriptures was the Septuagint, the translation of uh, Old Testament scripture into Greek, and they would use that heavily. And we actually find that what's quoted here in Hebrews. Mm -hmm. The Septuagint Mm -hmm. is the one that's most quoted. And so working from this existing canon, the first Christians and the apostles could declare the message of Christ and say, look, let's go back to these scriptures and let's find the place and let's read it. This is talking about Jesus. This is fulfilled in Jesus. And and just in case, folks, don't trust us. Yeah. It is in chapter 2 that the Hebrew author finally does say, oh, by the way, I'm talking about Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 6, but we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. Well, what I love about this is the anticipation that is built for this name. I I think you're right. I think that this writing comes about in a context of there's already a church. There are already Christians. There are people who have heard this audibly, orally. They've obeyed this. They're trying to live it. But now we're going to write it all down and... The, the beauty, the power of it is these things that had been preached to them, now we're collecting together and, and writing that it's preserved, right? Well, the same type of approach is used in the gospel that John wrote. He doesn't kick it off, let me tell you about Jesus. He kicks it off, in the beginning was the Word, the Word mm-hmm. was with God, the Word was God, and it's it's not until you get to verse 14, I think, before Jesus is finally named. Actually, it's even after that, because in verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, it's not until verse 17 that Jesus is named. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, 
uh, even some very similarity, the fact that what John is going to do is be comparing Jesus with Moses. Mm-hmm. Even as you go through the stories, there, uh, the, the, the accounts that John chooses, mm-hmm. several of them yeah. highlight that better mediator, better covenant. Uh, you know, the very first sign in John is the water turned to wine, which reminds us of the water turned to blood. Yeah. And there's this subtle message of Jesus being superior to Moses because at Moses' hands, water is turned into something undrinkable. Yeah. At Jesus' hands, water is turned into something more drinkable. Sure. So kind of that thing. And we have that same deal in Hebrews as he's giving us this, I'm not telling you who it is, I'm not telling you who it is, I'm not telling you who it is. And then finally, yeah, we're talking about Jesus. And it's very much about... He is a better mediator than Moses. It's a better covenant than the one that was yeah. given to Moses. It's a better, there are better promises for this covenant. Very similar approach to how we're going to introduce Jesus. It's important to have all of that uh, Old Testament background. You know, when we were going through Galatians, we were, I think, making the point again and again, hey, we've got a lot of Gentile background Christians, uh, and they are, um, you know, dealing with Judaizing teachers, Paul uses the scriptures, uses the law in Genesis to to make his points and teach about the superiority of the gospel there. The gospel cannot be changed. But I, I, I wonder here about Hebrews if the power of this writing is not, um, you know, for Jewish first and Jewish background Christians. Sure. To, uh, to persuade them. And of course, it's going to bless all those Gentile and non-Jewish background people too to get this picture and see how it works together. What the Hebrew author does is in the, cha- in the first chapter, instead of saying, I'm talking to you about Jesus, he says, I'm talking to you about the Son. Talking to you about God, talking about the Son of God. Talking right? about the Son of God and these promises that were made, and the fact that the law, the prophets, and the writings made a distinction. We are looking for the Son. Mm-hmm. In fact, to which of the angels did he say, you are my Son, today I have begotten you? From Psalm 2. That's a really big deal because uh, the the one of the challenges of the Christian message is that Jesus is God. <laughs> that yes. Jesus is his God. To the Jewish people, right? These were the ones who were not polytheists. It wasn't when, when Paul or Peter and any of the rest start preaching that Jesus Christ is God and Jesus Christ is the Son of God that the Jews are like, oh yeah, we're good with that because we have so many gods and we'll just add another one. Mm. That, that was a very challenging and potentially heretical teaching if Jesus isn't who he claimed to be. Right. What we have is this Psalm 2 that, if we remember all the way back to the beginning of season 2, that we understood then that this Psalm was written initially about God's king right. that he had set on Zion. It's initially about David and the descendants mm-hmm. of David. Mm-hmm. What the Hebrew writer is pointing out, though, is that we should have always recognized it was also about something and someone more than David. Yeah, the it was son. A, it was about the ultimate son. It was about the fact that David was actually pointing towards something, and mm-hmm. Solomon was pointing towards something. There was... There was a place that God was taking us, that was getting us, that David was a forerunner or a foreshadowing. Solomon is a forerunner and a foreshadowing. Rehoboam, in fact, all those kings, whether good or bad, a forerunner, a foreshadowing that God has a king, had a Mm -hmm. king set up, and this king was his son. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when this son comes on the scene, this is going to be big. Yeah. This is the thing. And what the Hebrew writer is now telling us is that we're no longer pointing forward. 
Mm. It has happened. It's happened. The son has come. And when he got here, we found out he was not just the son of God. He is God the son. Mm -hmm. Everything about him, as Paul wrote in Colossians, having the fullness of deity dwelling in him. These descriptions that we have, he's he's the heir of all things, but notice he's the creator of the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God, the splendor, the shining majesty. He, He has that exact same thing. He is the exact imprint of his nature. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. This Jesus, mm-hmm. this is is more than a man. He is more than just the Son of God. He yeah. is God the Son. So you have all these wonderful things attributed to Jesus before he is named. The name comes yes. up, you know, in the next chapter, as you pointed out. But what have we said about God the Son? As you pointed out, creator, sustainer. Mm-hmm. He's upholding all these things. Majesty. Majesty. But Redeemer, Mm. it says right on the outside, he has purged us, cleansed us. purification of sins. Of our sins. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the Savior. And he's the King because he has sat down at the right hand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of the throne on high. Mm -hmm. This is... This is who he is. This son of God is God the son. This is, this is who was promised, who was prophesied. It's what everything was looking forward to. We know, we know because we've already read chapter two, this is Jesus. It's just so powerful to me. It is so amazing. This is our king. This is our savior. This is our Lord. How can we do anything but offer him fealty and allegiance? Mm-hmm. And that's what Hebrews is going to be about. Yeah. That's what it's going to be about. Oh, it's an amazing study. I'm really looking forward to reading it this week and and, uh, finishing out the season here looking at Hebrews. We're so glad that you've joined us. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeetyear.org, and we're going to have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for your word. We're so excited as we begin this next uh, uh, reading and devotional talks about the book of Hebrews. Father, we are impressed with the magnificent and the greatness of the Son. And we pray, Father, that you might open our minds and hearts to that majesty as we go through about our day and our discussions on the program. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. And just so you're aware, we will not actually be finishing out the season with Hebrews. We're not? We'll actually be reading James also. Well, we can cut that out then. (laughs) I thought we just had, I just, we got, oh man, okay.